From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be, right here, right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with one of my favorite people in the universe. Her name is Lori Johnson, and she is our resident intuitive, psychic, wise woman, shaman, you name it. She's got it covered, and I so enjoy our time together, and I love her newsletter. So if you guys go to lauriejohnsonpsychic.com and sign up for her newsletter, it is terrific, and it helps you navigate these choppy waters as we go forward. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, I I have to tell you, I live by your newsletters. They they come in. I call Linda in New York. Did you read Lori's newsletter? Did you see what's coming up? And you know, even though it's been a challenging time, it's great to know that you're acknowledging the challenging times that we're going through. Because if you acknowledge it in Texas, and I hear it in Los Angeles, and Linda hears it in New York, it kind of helps bring that anxiety stress level down of the unknown. And I really appreciate what you put together when you put your newsletters out, because it always makes sense to me. And it helps me feel better. And when I feel better, I can navigate better through my day. Yeah, I've always um, believed that the more you know, the easier it is for you to deal with things. Because I've dealt with that in my life when I didn't know what was going on and I felt like an idiot. But then I knew what was going on. And no matter what the trauma was, if I knew what was going on, it made it easier. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that are spreading the news. And I'm not talking about anti-vaxxers or vaxxers or any of that sure. stuff. It's just people who are spreading the news. The news has to be sensational so it's like we get sensational all the time five minutes into every broadcast it's this is sensational this is sensational and it's kind of like we're on raw and vulnerable and can't take that so if we know why it's happening and when it's going to end or how it's going to transmute into something else i just think that it helps to know more Right. When we know better, we do better because the unknown is always fraught with fear. You know, the one thing about that we can count on our brains with the unknown is for them to turn everything into an unmitigated disaster. Like when we think of the unknown, like think of a diagnosis, you go to the doctor and they're like, we'll get back to you with the results. Nobody runs around going, we, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. No, it's like, oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if, and we play out all these disaster scenarios, you know, that's one of the big things that allow us to stay seeped in fear. It's our own thoughts. Oh, yeah. And fear is a really big thing this year. I mean, it was big last year because we were confronting the beginning of COVID and the Trump coming to an end and then not coming to an end and all the stuff that went along with that. But fear of change without people, many people actually knowing that the change is so big, it's kind of like under the surface of everything. It's like the entire 
vibration of the world changed and there are people who are not adapting and their fear factor is incredibly high right now, even more than it was last year, not because of COVID, but because we kind of chose the chaos zone coming out of uh, June going into July. There was a, an end date on July 1st, an energy shift. And what we did after that, when we could have chosen to end the chaos or to turn the chaos into chaos coming into order, because this year is a five year and in numerology, that's a chaos year. And we had a choice of being able to do it, but no, no, we have to choose chaos and fear. So where we are right now is rife with more chaos and fear than we've ever experienced since we've been on the planet. Lori, as we talk about, you know, the fear that is permeating our planet and the energies, you know, that seem to be percolating around, I want to share with you our sponsor because our sponsor is a really big part of me keeping my cool because I have been wearing these earbuds for a couple months now and right now powered up listeners can get 15% off the Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash powered up. That's buyraycon.com slash powered up up and save 15% on your Raycons. Now, Raycon is spelled R-A-Y-C-O-N. So it's buyraycon.com slash powered up. And, you know, there's so much going on in the world. And that's what we're talking about today with intuitive Lori Johnson. And, you know, I'm excited for the changes that are happening, but I'm kind of stressed out with all the drama that's still going on in the world. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot always control the vibes out there, but you can control the vibes in your head. And that's where a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears makes all the difference for me. And I use them when I listen to my meditations. I listen to podcasts and I listen to sometimes just white noise kind of things while I work because I work in a really noisy environment. And that just adds to my day. And and when I need to wind down, I, I'm able to just pop these in and they're pretty, you guys. They're really pretty. I have to tell you, the rose gold ones that I have, I actually have two pairs because I, I like different colors and they're affordable. And so... You know, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And I really like their case. It's small. I'm going to snap it for you because it makes such a satisfying little snap. Listen, doesn't that sound good? And there's like magnets in there that like suck the little earbuds into their, their little port in there. And it's just really, really a nice product. And they would make great gifts. Like these are just, I just really love them because they have this like rubber or rubbed oil look and, you know, they're kind of sleek and sexy and they're smooth and they're, they've got these optimized gel tips. So they fit in your ear perfectly. I mean, they're impressive before you even start listening. And they also have this all new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead. And, you know, you have kids or you're part of like me, the sandwich generation, I have kids and elders that I take care of. It's really nice to have them in and I can use the built-in mic and I can take calls on my earbuds at the press of a button and I can listen to my surroundings as well. And what's wonderful about this product is Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. Don't you just love that? So right now, my powered up listeners can get 15% off the Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash 
powered up. That's buyraycon.com slash powered up and save 15% on Raycon. So that's buyraycon.com slash powered up. Now we're talking today with Lori Johnson and she's our resident intuitive. And we're talking about all the fear and the chaos that's going on in the world. And Lori, you have some, some specific insight into the energetics of our planet. It's the energy that's underneath that is changing on such a profound level. People are afraid if they can't be guaranteed they're going to stay as they have always been and they have to adapt to something and they don't know how to do it. They're not looking, ah, an adventure, let me try. They're looking at, oh my God, let me keep it the same way. And I'm going to punish everybody who is not as afraid as I am or to make me feel better. So we're in that kind of fun fear. Well, and I think, you know, that explains a lot when I look at the, you know, like the parents at my kids' high school and, you know, there's so much fighting over everything. Like, you know, is your kid vaccinated? Is your kid not? You know, and my one friend who lives down the street, she's very funny and I saw her in action at a volleyball game recently. And this woman leaned over and she goes, I just have to ask you, are you vaccinated? And well, she turned around and she goes, you know what? I just have to ask you, have you had a pap smear lately? It was (laughs) the funniest thing because, you know, we wouldn't think to ask these questions and we're not asking for helpful things. We're asking in a divisive way. And I think, you know, this kind of percolating fear that, you know, is under, you know, kind of underlies everything is causing people to really act wacky. And Lori, you know, before I have you, you know, comment on, you know, the wacky, um, I really want to thank our sponsor today because I have a wacky good time playing Best Fiends. And if you guys have listened to the show for a while, you know that I super love this game. It is really fun. It's my kind of take me away, go have fun, and you get to roll pink dice, and there's an ice cream race going on right now. And, you know, I get this reward just by rolling the dice, and I got like 7,000 little happy faces. I got an hour of energy. I got nine keys. And, you know, it's just so much fun. And the characters are cute and the music is great. And it's an adventure. And it's not like smashing candy. It's not like, you know, these these three, you know, match three, blah, blah, blah. So boring. This is so much fun. And I want you guys to check it out because with Best Fiends, you play through an actual storyline. You have good guys, the fiends. You've got these bad guys, the slugs you get to beat them up and your fiends start out as babies and you get to grow them into their future selves and the more you play the more fiends join your team and it's really fun you actually have to get involved in this game it's not mindless it's an action-packed adventure and it's a brain-boosting puzzle game all rolled into one and with new content added all the time you're never bored and I am way over level uh, 300 and something because I played a lot and Best Fiends has thousands of levels and more added all the time. So there's always a fresh challenge waiting for you. So I want you guys to go right now, download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. It's a great take me away from the crazy nonsense in the world, all the ridiculous drama. You get to go into this little creative world. It's very, very clever and there's lots of fun things to do and you can win new 
new levels. You can earn dice. You can serve customers ice cream. And it's just really fun. And it's really pretty. It's actually a really pretty game to play. And I want you guys to check it out. So download Best Fiends free today in the App Store or Google Play. That's Friends Without the R, Best Fiends. Now, Lori, we are talking about all this crazy that's going on in the world today. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're terribly afraid and the media and even the president or everybody who's in public figure is telling you that if you aren't vaccinated, then you're the enemy, <laughs> then there's a fear factor going along with that. I was um, watching one of the morning shows that I record because I don't get up that early, but I was watching one of the morning shows and they're talking about all this accusation. There was a kid who was 20 years old and he didn't want to get vaccinated and his mother begged him and begged him. And I mean, the emotion in the reporter's voice, this kid didn't want to get vaccinated and his mother was begging him. And then he goes to school, to college, and he agrees he's going to get vaccinated in two days before he's supposed to, he falls ill with COVID and then he dies. So it's kind of like, I'm begging everybody. And, and it's just this, I'm saying this is propaganda because they're trying to make people who don't do what the general population or the daddy voice says as the enemy, thinking that that's going to save the country. Right. And it's, exact, it's the exact opposite of what's going on because it's causing now people who are not vaccinated are the enemy for people who are and the are vaccinated are not taking care because they don't have to. I got the vaccination. I don't have to be careful. I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to watch how I'm social distancing because I've got it. It is. It's it's just insane. Like it is insanity. I was I flew Lori. I was in whatever six airports in seven days or seven airports in six days. I can't I can't remember, you know, what I what I did last week, you know, but I was I was observant of of people. And it was interesting on one of my flights, uh, there was a lady, like I kind of called her the mask police. She kept getting up to go to the bathroom and then she would rat on the people who took their mask off on the airplane. And I'm thinking, you know, she's not TSA. She doesn't have a gun. She's not an air marshal. And it's like, she just became the self-appointed like mask police. And again, this is not a discussion of whether you should mask or not mask or, you know, vaccinate or not vaccinate. You know, we're not, we're not taking any sides here. We're just kind of talking about what is. And when I was in the airport, um, my dad, I was pushing him in his, in his wheelchair. And then I have my backpack and then I have my carry on. Then I have his carry on and the whole thing, you know, and there were no pushers. So I'm trying to be a push them through Buffalo airport and Phoenix airport. And at one point I must've bumped his elbow on something and old people bleed like stuck pigs. Like he was bleeding all over everywhere. He was never in any danger. And people are just looking at me and they're looking at my dad's elbow and they're looking at the blood going down, you know, on the pooling on the floor. Nobody says anything. Nobody does anything until this pilot gets off the plane, an older man. And he comes over like, oh my gosh, ma'am, do you need help? And no one would lift a finger to help me. But there was a lady sitting there with her arms crossed, completely unmasked, not eating, not drinking, just sitting there defiant. And people are going up to the the, the person and telling on the mask. Oh. And it's like, I got a bleeding 87-year-old here and there's no pushers and I'm carrying all this luggage. You know, could one of you guys, you know, maybe find the kindness of your heart to say, do you need help, ma'am? Can I get you a napkin for the blood? No, oh, no. We're going to go and we're going to tell on the mask person. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is um, when we talk about what's coming in for the fall and for the rest of the year, the biggest advice that I can give for where we are is keep your head down and hold on to the safety bar and try to relax because people are so stuck. When we talk about the Piscean age, the last 2000 years that was dominated by the male dominance over everybody and their lesson in being a good father or authoritarian figure, whatever. So we're still kind of used to hearing an older male tell us what to do. Sure. And we kind of got that with Trump still talking and with Biden talking, because both of them are in that category. Mm -hmm. But people don't have that. They don't have the surety of somebody telling them because the energy changed, which is find out for yourself what is your right path. And so what people believe and what they hang on to if they find a belief, whether it's a good belief or a bad belief, it's their belief. Right. They're going to hold on to it. And there's a righteousness because I believe this. I believe in the vaccine. I don't believe in the vaccine. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. This guy's an idiot. This guy's not an idiot. That kind of thing is if you want to talk to somebody right now, just do that test. If you want to talk to anybody, somebody that you really like or somebody that you don't like who lives down the street and he's crazy, nobody can change anybody else's opinion right now because right. people are so holding on to what they believe as if that is their identity because identity is changing. People are supposed to be growing up and people who are afraid are not growing up. So the identity here is like, I'm gonna stick with what I believe. I don't care what it is. This is where you also get the rabid religious people. If you disagree what I, with what I believe in, it doesn't matter if you were raised in another country or you're another culture, it doesn't matter. You're wrong, you're going to hell yeah. and I'm righteous. And that righteousness is a Piscean age leftover but it's also what's causing all these issues now because nobody can disagree with you. If somebody disagrees with you, they are going to hell. Right. You're not going to get the vaccine. You're going to hell for that. It, right. There's no in-between time. And no. there are times in the growth of humanity where you cannot help somebody else. Right. You can't talk to them. You can't do anything. There are higher powers at work. And one of the things that I say in my newsletter, and I say this to a lot of people that I talk to during the day, it's like, we're in that time between now and the end of the year, well, till the end of January, because the energy of a year changes with the Chinese New Year, not with our January 1st. So Chinese New Year next year is on February 1st. So between now and February 1st of next year, we're in that time, which is literally like, kill them all, let God sort them out, or just let God sort them out, because there is higher energy, there's angelic energy, that is moving through all of this stuckness. But right now between the end of the year, this is the highest fear factor and the highest chaos we're going to have through all of last year and this year. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, that you, you know, you talk about these things because I've had, you know, lots of conversations with my friends about, um, you know, the change, you know, like for 10,000 years, we were what the Piscean age and now we're in the Aquarian age. Yeah, 2,000 years of Piscean age going into Aquarian age in 2012, yeah. Okay, so it took 2,000 years. Why would you expect it to take months to transition? Like, yeah. like, truly, you know, when we look at, you know, some of the things that you've taught us about, you know, these ages, and they go on for 10,000 or 2,000 years, not 10,000 years. But if, if there's a shift at 2,000 years, why would we think it would take a month or a year to complete the shift? Well, like yeah. Our expectation and is a little off. 
Well, okay, two things on that. One, yeah, we got a 2,000-year journey from Pisces to Aquarian age, but also within the Mayan calendar, the reason that there was such a hubbub on uh, 2012 when we were making transition is that the Mayan calendar that had been accurate for like 20,000 more years stopped. It okay. didn't go beyond December 21st, 2012, because that was significant. It ended a 2,000-year journey of Piscean age going to Aquarian age. That's Western astrology. It also ended a 5,125-year day of mankind according to the mayan calendar the last one and gotcha. that was all male lessons so the last two thousand years of the piscean wages about the male and the power over before that it was slightly different it was another male lesson but we've been doing that for 5125 years but it was also on that same day the end of a twenty-six thousand year growth of humankind that was learning about me like we are children growing into being adults. There's nothing like in between. We're not doing teenage. We're going from six years old into like 30 right now. And there are a lot of young souls that reincarnated on the planet because anybody alive during the 2012 transition, I don't care if you're two years old or 82 years old, anybody who was alive during that time, this lifetime, you can get so much karma work done. Normally we can do, okay, a couple of karma takes an entire lifetime, like being in a relationship that is not good for you. You're trying to teach your husband something. You're trying to do your wife something and they don't learn. You've got an entire lifetime to do that. You can go through six of those relationships in this lifetime. So a lot of young souls were like, oh yeah, I'm going to get in here. I'm going to clean my karma. And they get here. And the theory of what they want to do when they hear, when they're here is easier than the actual fact of how they do it. Oh, sure. So by the time they're between seven and 16 years old, they go, this is too hard. I quit. And they're the ones who are stuck in their own fear because they didn't develop in order to be able to roll with the punches or to go with the flow. And that fear factor, all of the stuff that's going on now is, yes, it's transition. And yeah, I mean, we also, the other part of it is that we've been taught at least for the last 2000 years with the industrial age and all that, especially in the Western world, that it's bigger, harder, stronger, faster. You right. have to go, you have to get to it. You can only do that for so long. It's literally like that um, sensationalism in the news. You can only do that so long before you burn out. Right. We are at that burnout point because we're not supposed to go any higher. We're supposed to go sideways where there is no more ceiling and then move into a whole different area of thought process. And that's the thing that's scaring people because it's, again, you don't have a manual for that because the point of this transition is you find it within yourself. You're not going to be told how to find it. You have to find it within yourself and young souls are going, I don't know how to do that. So it's got to be wrong and you're at fault. Wow. That is like, seriously, the, the attitude and the, the, the languaging um, let's do the flip side. And because this is something that, you know, I just want to talk to you about personally, because I know that there's other people like me out there that are experiencing the same thing. And I'm not trying to say I'm better than anyone. I'm just going to say what is. Mm -hmm. Lori, I find it very restful. I find I don't get like people are all tweaked around me. They're angry at the news. They're angry at the school. And I'm more peaceful than I've ever been. And I... I don't get tweaked about Trump. I don't get tweaked about Biden. I don't get, and it's not that I don't care, but I was sitting out by my pool the other night, you know, transferring my dad from New York to, to LA is always a big trauma. And I did have a little cry, like, cause I was just so frustrated with everything. And then I got up and I went about my day. And one of the most profound things that happened to me this week is I was tired 
So I went and sat by my pool and I'm sitting by my pool, just, you know, not in the pool, not anything, looking at the mountains, looking at the trees. And I'm thinking they don't care about any of this. Like my plum tree that had like one little shriveled up plum. I'm like, thank you for the plums this year. And, you know, we'll see you next year because he's going dormant. He's losing his leaves. I'm having this little conversation with my tree. And I was happy as a clam out there. And I'm like, how much of this, Lori, is created in our heads versus what is really happening? Because how can I sit in peace by my pool and my pool is dirty. There's leaves floating in it. The yard needs to be taken care of. It's not like I'm in some utopia, but I was just sitting there and I'm looking at the tree going, wow, he's going through his seasons and he's not stressed about, you know, his last plum that shriveled up. He's not worried <laughs> about like, you know, winter's coming and oh, my branches will be cold. Is it going to be a cold winter or a hot winter? Like, you know, he's just being a tree. And so when I talk to the tree, He's like, Sam, just, just roll with it. And so some of us aren't all upset and weird and crazy. And is that because we don't care as much? No. Like, cause that's what I was accused of. Oh, no, no. It's when you see the bigger picture, I've been accused of not caring because you see the bigger picture, you see where we're going, getting involved in the trauma of what's happening on a single day. It is a lot of perception and it's more about, this is what I'm used to. And this is how I'm supposed to change into it. So I can't do that. I don't know how to do it. That's the big thing. We've been given, again, information on how to make transition, on follow Christ, follow Buddha, follow this politician. And now we don't have that. I mean, we have people that are trying to make us do that. But if you see the bigger picture, like from the beginning of time to the end of time, or even just from 2000 years of the Piscean age into the end of the Aquarian age, you know that we are in a big transition, but it's kind of like we're in the birth canal that doesn't stop. We're moving slowly, so it's really uncomfortable, but we're in transition. And the problem, another problem here is that we, especially in the United States, have not had a major trauma sure. really since World War II. Okay, we can throw in the Vietnam War, but we haven't had anything on our shores Right. Kent State, blah, blah, all that stuff with the. Right. We had pockets of of things, but there hasn't been anything that's systemic throughout the whole country. Yeah. Because even the Korean War after World War II, even the Vietnam War after World War II, or any of the things that are going on, even the pandemic right now, it's like we don't, we haven't had anything that has challenged us to grow up. So we've been in this easy state. And a lot of people, a lot of especially young souls kind of believe that history started when they were born and it's going to end when they die. So they don't look at a bigger picture and people who are seeing a bigger picture on whatever level they are in consciousness or awareness or being woke or whatever. We're still talking that how you look at things is how can you get upset when you know the end result is we're all going to get there. Right. Right. Or the end, or how about this? There is so much that we can't control. And it was always this way. Like yeah. that's the whole big thing. It's like this illusion of control. Like people think, you know, if they, they look a certain way or they weigh a certain way, or they have a certain, you know, car or a certain whatever that, that all of these artificial rules, like Lori, they were always fake. Yeah. Well, they, it was society. And that's what I'm saying about that ceiling is that we've gone as far as we can go with this mindset 
Right. Because the mindset is the end of the last male lesson. It is the end of the me. It's all about me and not in a selfish way. It's like kids up to a certain age, especially like between three and five years old, they throw their ego at people to find out who they are by how people react. That's how they get to know who they are inside or what the limitations of their society or their culture are. And now we're going from that into us, which means you have to share, you have to be aware of somebody else. You have to take them into consideration. It isn't all about me. And that's a really hard transition. It's a 26,000 year transition. Right. Yeah, it's not going to happen on a dime. Right. And people can't conceive that. It's like 26,000 years. That's like, you know, I can't think about that. It's like the space between here and the moon. Yeah, it's there. I know it's there. But you don't perceive the actual distance. We don't perceive the actual length of time this is because we've been so focused on us. And yes, control. But the control that we've been feeling that we've had, we never had it. But it's kind of like when you got a five-year-old and he's playing in the sandbox and he's building something and then he destroys it. You don't say, oh, you don't have control over your world because in his world, he needs to know he can create and destroy because it teaches him something. And now we're in that zone where, guys, this is the let go, let God, God is creator, whatever it is. We've been doing that since the pandemic started. And again, pandemic is only like 20% of the change that's going on. Right. So it's kind of crazy that it's hard. I get it. It's really hard for people, especially the young souls, because the young souls in previous lives have not handled a pandemic. I remember bubonic plague. I remember I died in the Spanish plague last lifetime. So I was aware of that. And when you live through something, it gives you knowledge. So the next time it comes around, you have more ability to deal with it and most of the young souls on the planet and there are an unusually high number of young souls on the planet that jammed themselves through to be able to take care of this lifetime and got stuck but they don't know how to deal with this so their fear on top of that and then the underlying fear of all this changes going on that they aren't consciously aware of and they're putting it into the COVID they're putting into you're challenging my beliefs and it's just making everybody crazy and the whole thing is if you don't get the higher vibe of what's going on, of being able to, like you said, be at peace with things, because yes, we talk about climate change and yeah, that's a really big problem, but it's a problem for us. It's a problem for our society. It's a problem for hurricanes destroying our civilization. It's not a problem for the earth, not pleasant for the earth, meaning we caused her damage, but she can shake us off in two seconds and get us off the planet And that's not what she agreed to. She agreed to be our host, to give us the time and space that we need in this lifetime to have that as a classroom. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I I find it so hard. I don't know how people can sustain so much fear. Like, I'm tired of the fear. I'm tired of being afraid. I'm tired of all this stuff. That's why I sat by the tree and had a conversation and I'm like, you know, whatever, like it's going to be what it's going to be. And most of these things, if not all of these things, Lori, are so out of my bandwidth reach or control. I can't change politics. I can't change the pandemic. You know what I can do? I can change the sheets on my bed. I can clean out my fridge and make some dinner for the kids and me and my dad. Like I can read a book. And I think, is it the young souls that are because I, I seem to see a quite a few people in my sphere of influence just like almost magnetized to the television, the media, like it's a drug, like they're seeking out the fear. 
you know, because I tell a couple of my close friends, I'm like, you know what, shut the TV off, do yourself a favor, don't look at the news, the world's not going to fall apart if you don't know what's going on overseas for one day, like, yeah. give yourself a break, but they actually can't, it's like, it's like a compulsion to get the next fear drug, and, and I don't know, is it a new soul or what is it about the, the people in the sphere of influence that can't look away? They can't just take a break. Is it an addiction? It is to a certain extent, but it is searching for somebody to tell them what to do. Uh, and then they listen to the people whose job it is not to necessarily spread fear, but again, spread sensationalism for ratings. And yeah, they're granted, there are a lot of news programs that are like really cool and they don't yeah. do sensationalism, but the news itself has built around being sensational to a certain extent again. And so when you don't have somebody tell you what to do, then we're doing Lord of the flies. There's no adult in the room. So right. we go crazy. Right. You You're know? piggy run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's kind of where we are. So people look to what has given them information in the past, thinking this is going to do it. And they keep looking for it and they keep looking for it. And then it becomes, I got to get it. I got to get it. And so it's an addiction to keep thinking that you're going to get information instead of the entire freaking lesson for last year and this year and moving forward is look inside, be inside. And Eckhart told there are three questions that define everybody whether you're paying attention to them or not is do you know who you are do you know why you're here and do you know where you're going mm -hmm. and most people don't even think about that most wow. people if you say do you know who you are they go yeah i'm a stockbroker that's not who you are it's what you oh, do that's just a label yeah and right now if you go on a date or you meet anybody chances are one of the first things that you're going to ask is what do you do for a living not who you are, not even what your sign is. If you're into astrology and want to put somebody in a category, it's what do you do for a living? That's part of this 2000 year, bigger, harder, stronger, faster mentality, because it puts you in a category. You're worthy. You're not worthy. If you're like, you know, I work in a music store and I sort albums that are like 400 years old. It's like, oh, well, you're not really a go-getter. Therefore, I'm not going to waste my time on you. It puts people in categories because I need to feel better for who I am by comparing myself to you. And if you're just somebody who works in a store, you're not as important as I am who have a job that is more important. So we do this comparison out of fear because we don't know who we are inside. And when we know who we are inside, then we can look at all the chaos that's going on around now and know that it is a temporary situation, pretty intense, but it's still a temporary situation. Yeah. So and it gives peace we... with that. Yeah. I mean, how I, I agree with that 100% because every date I've been on in the last 10 years since I'm an ill defined object, you know, I'm not a <laughs> nurse. I'm not a, you know, like, yes, I'm on radio. Yes, I do tech. Yes, I write like, you know, I'm a, I'm a mishmash. So I, I don't have a label that makes me easily identified. So I always hate that question. Like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I do a lot of things. You know, <laughs> Where do we start? Um, but yeah, how do we help? And maybe we can't because I find myself with fear-based friends, like really fear embracing friends. Um, I just kind of tune out and I shut off and I change the subject. And then they're like, you don't care. You don't care about what's going on in the world. And you know what? I don't because yeah. I can't, I can't influence that. And, and, and this, um, this past week, 
I got into a big snit with the group that I have done Toys for Tots with for 35 years. And I love them and I love the group, but I'm not going to open my home as I've done in years past and have a bunch of people, you know, vaccinated, non-vaccinated, blowing their flu breath. Like I'm not even worried about COVID. I'm more worried about the flu for my dad. So I'm like, I don't want all these people in my home. And I said, you know, I've done 35 years and I've loved every minute of it. It's time for somebody to take over. And I'm switching to the Lions Club. I'm going to put my efforts on the Lions Club. And Lori, I know this sounds like totally goofy, but the Lions Club works on site, you know, eyeballs and glasses for kids. And I really aligned with them because what they stand for is vision, Uh. (laughs) as silly as it is like I'm like I feel like I'm a visionary and I see things differently in the world and which is funny because I have to wear contacts and glasses at the same time to read so I just switched and I took some heat from that and it's like you know you need to do this you need to do that and you know and it was all this fear stuff because I was a-okay with the change you know the shift to move yeah. from one to the other. And they're like, well, you've been 35 years. You, you sure you want to quit? Yeah. You know, yeah, I am. Yeah. And the vision part of it was what attracted me so that we could help people see and not just see. Yes. You, just, you know what I mean? Like, like, and I, I don't feel like I need to defend myself to people, but to my friends, you know, as I'm working on this new campaign, just that change upset them. Because yeah. I was in the box. They expected me to stay in this box. And I'm like, I'm not going to do toys for tots till the day I die. I'm still going to donate toys, Lori. I'm still going to do things. I'm just not going to run big events anymore. And that little bit of change just upset the apple cart. What? Yeah. Well, the thing is, you come in and you don't need anybody else to give you validation because of who you are, because of how you perceive yourself. And that means that you are a natural leader, whether you're leading anybody, you don't. Aquarian age leaders don't tell everybody else what to do. They lead by example. So you've got all these people that basically what they were doing is that they were throwing their fear on you. They were throwing their change. You're making a change. Oh my God, what am I going to do? This is like, it's now out of my league. I'm going to have to get used to some new energy. And that threw them off. And so they were taking their stuff out on you by telling you, you shouldn't do this, or how can you do this, or you've got to be wrong, which wasn't about them perceiving you doing anything wrong. It was perceiving their own fear. And that's the thing most people are doing right now, especially young souls, is that if they are afraid, they have to take it out on somebody else, especially the male population. That's what they've always done. 2000 years, women are a lesser subject because of the male lesson that's going on. So if anything went wrong during the day, got to be the wife's fault got to be my mother's fault, got to be a woman's fault. Mm. And so you didn't own that, like saying, okay, I'm at fault for anything, but you stood apart from the kind of stuff that they were trying to throw at you. But what they were throwing at you was all them transferring how they felt, what they were afraid and making you the enemy. And that's the hard part here. You can't do anything to help anybody right now. You can't explain things. You can't even send energy out. Because this is one of those times when you got to take care of your own karma. We've been dealing with this since 2012, where the lesson is it's a little bit, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, it's right in front of you, it's right in front of you some more, it's right in front of your face. And when we don't get a lesson, when it's approaching us that way, then it gets inside our bodies. And so we have COVID, because it's the only thing we're paying attention to. And that kind of lesson is not going to go away. And I'm not saying COVID won't be over, but I'm just saying it's not going to go away until a majority of people get it. And there are quite a few people 
that are really on board with this, but they're not the ones who are loud and crazy and screaming at the top of their lungs. Right. So those are the people that the news is going to cover. Those are the people that are seeming in predominance. They're not. And there's a limited amount of time of them being crazy before things get shut down. Right. Right. I don't know that. You know, and I want to validate your, your thing about, you know, the news just portraying the crazies. I live in Southern California in the mountains, which are, you know, historically on fire, like regularly. (laughs) And there are, you know, 600 homes in my community, Lori, we have a race car driver, we have, you know, a couple, we've got police, we've got sheriff, we've got lots of nurses, lots of doctors, we have lots of aerospace engineers. And whenever there's a fire, they find the one dirty toothless guy leading a horse away from a hovel to represent our town and it's every single time it's hilarious i turn on the news and they're like what does that guy just wait for the fire to bring his donkey out and walk down the street you know to be on tv and it's not even representative of what's going on in the whole community it's like a very myopic little microscopic view of the point of view of the reporter and what story they want to tell it's not news it's storytelling and when we look at all these stories that are out there that's just what they are they're no different than going to the library and reading a bunch of books they're stories they have nothing to do or very little to do with reality yeah that's very true but this is again the reality that we're facing right now is scaring the crap out of people but the thing is especially since this time since world war ii when we haven't had the extremity of something going on that we've had to deal with we have forgotten through being lulled into it that we are incredibly adaptable people yes i mean we get 9 11 that happened and the response time the recovery time how people helped each other how people stepped up people were terrified and they didn't go oh i'm terrified you're at fault for this okay we did do that that's a story but that's you know right but but not not yeah i get what you're saying we really freaking stepped up this is who we are this is who human beings are we are people who are adaptable and because we've forgotten that, now we get this lesson in adaptation that's coming with a frig- friggin' sledgehammer. Yeah. Because it's like, you got it. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Cool thing also about women, because, you know, I'm one, that <laughs> when we finished the male lesson, it wasn't just 2,000 years. It was a 5,000, like I said, 5,125-year lesson of the Mayan calendar, which means right now we are in the first time in human history that everything is about equality. It's not about a female lesson and a male lesson. Right. So the last all-female lesson ended 5,125 years ago. So women who are standing in their own power here, they're not learning anything new. They're just remembering what they learned, what we all learned 5,000 years ago. So this is us stepping into power and us and the youth that are coming in that can see with clearer eyes, that can see a different way and fighting the, not fighting, but I would say trying to lead the people out of their own darkness, you know, blindness. Yeah. 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 You know, it's very interesting for me to to watch my kids develop, you know, my, my one son, Max went off to college and he's like, mom, it's so great to be around people who think, who, (laughs) you know, think about, you know, and he's not, not, no, he's not talking Republican, Democrat, vax, anti-vax. He's just, we talk about things, you know, we talk about possibilities for the future and solutions. And I look at this wasted energy and maybe I'm, I'm looking at it wrong, but all this infighting, all this, you know, fear, 
like, why can't we transmute this? Like, I can't change the government, Lori, but I can raise money for for the vision program for um, Lions Club. Yeah. Like, we all have a choice of what we do with our 24 hours, with our energy. Why are people choosing to spend so much time fighting? Like, you could use that energy for anything. You know, you know, you look throughout history, people are upset about something, you know, whatever mother necessary adventure, what is it? The necessity, necessity is the, the mother, mother of invention. invention. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that backwards, but, but, you know, why are we choosing to waste all this time and all this energy just fighting and fighting on social media, fighting at the soccer game, fighting at the baseball game, like fighting at the airport, like, yeah. What are we hoping to achieve by that? Well, that's, again, fear-based. And if you look at as if you put everybody on the planet Mm -hmm. in single file with the most advanced, the most woke, per se, person at the front of the line, the least one at the bottom of the line, the person at the front of the line takes a step forward into a new awareness and has to really wait until every single person in Mm -hmm. line takes that step. Okay, right now, the finger of God is coming and flicking some people out who are really, really stuck. But we still have so many people that are choosing to be stuck. So this chaos and this seeming like it's scattering energy, it really is, okay, dad told me what to do, so I know where to put my energy. Dad's not telling me what to do, so now I've just got this explosion of nuclear energy within me, and I'm throwing it in every direction Mm because I have not yet figured out where I'm going to put it. The problem is right now that... People who are stuck in that, I'm sorry to say, are not going to get over it. There was a defining moment on July 1st where an energy shift happened. We had an energy shift at the end of last year and then again in February and then again at the end of June. But July 1st was the moment when if you did not, as if get with the Aquarian Age program, if you were still stuck in your own fear and you hadn't moved forward or even taken a tiny step, you're not getting over that in this lifetime. Gotcha. You made a choice. The earth cannot support that kind of selfishness and ego and chaos. So what we're seeing right now is, again, energy shifted underneath. And these people in chaos, because, you know, and I use this a lot, the Wiley Coyote moment. Coyote just ran off the cliff after the roadrunner and in the cartoon stops in midair, gives a take to the camera before he falls. Right. People, these young souls are in that moment of doing a take to the camera going, I'm so screwed before they fall. They haven't fallen yet, but they're in the process of doing that because this is not something that can sustain humanity. Right. And so the chaos within them, the fear within them is them like a little ball of nuclear power that they don't know where to put. So it seems like it's wasted energy, but it's everybody's got to learn on their own time frame or in their own way. But the problem is that some people are just not learning anything at all mm-hmm. and they've cemented themselves into that. That's why I'm saying between now and the end of the year or the end of January of next year, it literally is keep your head down. If you could do something, I'd say, go do something, do this, just be strong within right. yourself, talk to people, whatever you can't No, you can't. And then I get a lot of clients who are saying, well, what can I do to help my sister? You can't. It's her journey. It's her karmic journey. She's got to get there. And if she's going to spend energy and try to destroy people or destroy herself, that's her choice. Everybody gets there. We all get there. Not necessarily in this lifetime. We all get 
to the end of our journey where we learn all the stuff that we're supposed to learn. But there are times when we just get really stuck. This is a rare, 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 rare time that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. So with all the intensity that's going on, if we know it's rare, give it a break. Because like you said, it's kind of like, you know, this isn't expected to be over in a weekend or even a month. Right. We're talking about huge freaking transformation going on right now. Right. Absolutely. And I, and I'm so glad that you said that because in the few conversations that I've had about this, it's like, what is your expectation that you think like, you know, the universe would wave a magic fairy wand and by May or by June, like everything would be back to normal. Like that's unrealistic thinking, you know, even from a physics standpoint, you can't, yeah. you know, you just can't do all this stuff. And then, ha- you know, like, what, what were you thinking? Um, and I'm glad that you said you, you give me a lot of relief of going like, I can't fix this person's fear. I can't help this person. And, you know, I started feeling really cold and callous because I'm like, oh yeah, blah, 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 Trump, blah, blah, Biden, blah, blah, you know, vaccinine, blah, blah, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't care anymore because I have better things to do. And my energy is better spent like producing shows like this, or, you know, um, you know, raising awareness for things I can impact. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, and I think that, you know, there were a couple of little jabs thrown my way about how selfish I am that I don't care about people. I don't care about, you know, and it's like, you're right. But there is a truth to that, Lori. I don't care about the president. I don't care about the vice president. I don't care about Trump. I don't care about, you know, the vaccine companies. I really don't because I have my sphere of influence that I can handle. You know what I care about? My dogs, my trees, my friends, the charities that I can work with, that's an appropriate place to put care because what is the point of using my energy on things I can't change or control? Like to me, I don't, that makes no sense. Well, yeah, there's a thing that a lot of people don't get that I encounter usually in people who are having issues with relationships. If you're in a no-win situation, the answer is don't play. And that's the big thing. And a lot of people are still thinking, okay, he doesn't want me. He's doing this. He's doing that. I can't deal with any of this stuff. So I'm going to try harder. No, you can't do anything. You're not going to win. He's got an opinion. The world has an opinion. That's the microcosmic situation on a one-to-one basis. But basically, if you can't win, don't freaking play. And we are so stubborn. It's like my opinion. He's got to see my opinion. I just had somebody yesterday who knew this relationship wasn't going to work and she is questioning herself. So she was going to give it a shot. It took two whole days for her to realize after six months of knowing this guy that this wasn't going to work. And then she says, well, I'm going to tell him in person that it's not going to work. I'm saying, why are you doing that? He's going to manipulate you. He's going to try and talk you into doing something that he text and block him everywhere. You can't win. Don't play. All right. We are out of time. I love that ending. That's why you saw my surprised face. I'm like, wow, we're out of time. I love to have you back. We'll get in touch in a couple of weeks. We'll continue this conversation because if you can't win, don't play. It's just that simple. I love these simple, loving, wonderful truths from you, Lori. Uh, Please check her out at lauriejohnsonpsychic.com. You're going to love her newsletter. Sign up for it. You'll be glad you did. Lori, thank you for your time today. And we'll be back again next week.
From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. 